Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the way home once again. I'm your host, Steve. Uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> okay, okay, we drank some water before I started this. I have, uh, I haven't been drinking water that much in the last maybe two or three days, so, uh, I am, I am severely, by most normal standards, uh, dehydrated. So, I am going to do my best to stay on top of that. I, I, I like to drink water a lot, of course, I think you should too, uh, so there's that. Uh, so welcome to the show. If you haven't drank water yet, drink water. Join the Hydro Homies on Reddit. <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, so, what do we have today? What do we have today? You'd think I'd run out of topics to talk about, but something, every day something happens, and I'm kind of like, you know what? Let's talk about this. Uh, every day I read a new headline, see a new story, watch a new show that's not Star Wars or Disney related. Like, there's always something going on. And there's an accident. That's another thing that's going on. Hopefully, yep, that's not the direction I'm going in. So we are all good. Time to get home. So, it's Tuesday. I put up an episode today, Tuesday, that says, like, oh, it's Monday. It's not Monday. It's Tuesday. So there's that. Uh, I've been kind of staggering episodes as much as I can. I record them, kind of keep them in the library, and then post them up when I uh, get the chance to. These episodes, these episodes are unedited. They are full of mistakes. They are just random, nothing makes, I don't want to say nothing makes sense, Some, a lot of things make sense, but this is all just me talking to myself and talking to you, and we can sit down by the fireplace and listen to some old jazz albums, I'm kidding, we don't have to do that, not a lot of people like jazz these days, anyway. So let's, let's talk about um, a little movie that's been kind of making its way across the internet, and this movie stars... Uh, fellow Star Wars alumni Kylo Ren, otherwise known as uh, why I just had his name in my head, Adam Driver. There we go. Starring Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, our favorite Asian woman of all time. And uh, if you don't get that, uh, internet once again. Just do a Google search, you'll find out. Uh, and a couple other people, some stars that we see. Um, you know, Alan Alda, he, he's, he's in it for a bit. Uh, we also have, uh, I can't remember her name. She's a lovely woman. She was the, uh, one of the stars of Airplane. And I, I just can't, I can't remember her name. And I'm, I'm incredibly sorry for that. Um, and this movie, uh, also more people in that movie. And I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so the movie is called Marriage Story and it's not about marriage twist it's uh mostly about divorce actually the whole movie is about divorce it's about adam driver and scarlett johansson and a child actor who is very good in the the show uh and they are playing a couple in the middle of divorce and uh, or getting divorced and it's like the you know the, the steps that they are taking to come to the divorce conclusion now i'm gonna just straight up say this it is a heartbreaking film. Absolutely heartbreaking. It's, and I'm going to open up on this. Uh, it's an absolutely heartbreaking film. Uh, both Scarlett Johansson and, um, and Adam Driver, they kill it. They kill it, they kill it, they kill it. They do a great job in the movies. Uh, it's also interesting because uh, the, there's a woman named Nora who is played by 
another actress. I can't remember her name, but she was in a lot of stuff. She was in Jurassic Park. Uh, she was the main uh, lady in that film. Uh, Lena, I think her name was Lena. I'm, I'm not sure. Or Lena. Like, once again, I'm really bad with names, but I can remember faces. So she was in Jurassic Park. She was also in Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi. She was a character not a lot of people liked, nor did I that much, but have uh, a little bit of respect for so th- this is that movie. This is that movie where you're gonna watch it, and you're gonna feel real. You're gonna feel things watching this movie. Uh, there's, you know, I can't. Here, here's the whole thing of the movie. It's two. It's about two and a half hours long, maybe two hours, fifteen minutes, um, and it's it's about the steps of this couple. They're they're at therapy, and it opens up with this lovely letter. You know, he says something about her. And it's wonderful, it's cute, it's adorable, it's why he loves her. And then it's the other way around. She reads, she has this voiceover and she's saying everything she loves about him. And, you know, it it cuts to, and here's the worst part is, we're sitting there, my wife and I, and I said, oh, they're in therapy. Just because, like, it's one of those things, it sounds like a therapy thing. And I just said, I'm like, oh, that's that's therapy right there. And boom, right there, they're in the therapist's office. And it's kind of like, shit. And, like, it's one of those moments I was hate. I hated to be right, you know, because here's the thing about, here's the thing about a thing, a movie called Marriage Story. Uh, it sounds boring as fuck, right? It sounds stupid. It sounds boring. Who wants to watch a movie about people being happy in marriage? It's like the most infuriating thing, you know, like, uh, you know, there's people online who they only talk about the great things that happen. It gets kind of annoying and it's because there might be some sentiment of jealousy in there there might be some sentiment of uh of like hey i i could i could also be doing good but it's the fact that it's in your face and you just don't like it and that's why you know maybe your life doesn't feel that good and you compare your life to that person and you just instantly like fuck this i don't want to watch this i don't want to like this person's annoying because they won't shut up about it they're super happy about it there's you could be proud they could be super proud and you just it just tears at you because you know the inside you feel on the inside that you're not doing as well because they did something better than you. Um, and that's how you feel. So watching a movie called marriage story is not going to make you go, ah, yes, this will make me feel good about my life. Unless your life is somehow fantastic. Um, so there's that. So, you know, and maybe some people want to watch a couple be happy. In that case, watch something else. This is not your movie. If you like happiness, this is not your movie. If you like depression and anger and um, these crazy things that happen in the movie, you know, this is this is all for you. Uh, if you're someone who's divorced, I could definitely say, or like recently divorced or in the middle of getting divorced, also probably not your movie. You probably really don't want to watch this. Uh, you know, after watching this movie, I kind of came to the conclusion that, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not looking for any divorce in my life, I, I love my relationship right now, um, and I love the future that we're building together, and it's a lot of teamwork between my wife and I, and, uh, you know, I, I love it, I love it, and I can't, honestly, I can't, and I know a lot of people are going to say this about their relationships, I don't care, I really don't see, I can't see myself being with literally anybody else, like, literally anybody else, no one gets me as much as my wife does, and I love that about her. That's one of the things I do love about her. She supports me very in various ways. Um, 
and I love getting her involved in the things I do, you know, like I play a lot of D&D, the Cup of Peace podcast, take a listen to that, uh, and I, I, we do a lot of stuff there, and I got her on a couple episodes, and, you know, first two episodes, she didn't quite get it, quote-unquote, um, she didn't feel all there, but then the last episode, she, she really built confidence in herself and her character, and, uh, she's, she's very talented in acting the way she wants when she wants to act, and, you know, it, it's one of those things, like, she'll give things a try, and I love that, especially with her pregnancy right now, it's insane, um, but that is, uh, that's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful relationship, like, see, see, you're bored already, you're bored from hearing how happy I am, see, see, I think I proved my point, I think I proved my point there, that being said, we'll go on and talk about the rest of the movie, um, there are some spoilers, I'm going to say, this: if you're going to watch the movie, please watch it first before you continue to listen to this. Um, and if you're going to um, not watch the movie, you really don't give a shit about it, feel free to keep on listening, because I'm going to break this down. I'm going to break it down like and, like, uh, like Adam Driver broke down in this movie. Uh, already, come on, it's a movie about divorce! Someone's going to fucking cry! And it's, you know... Now, here's the thing about the movie is that it starts up, it opens, I said before, two letters. Now, both characters... Now, I'm going to say this. This is a very relatable movie for a lot of people because both characters have these uh, these personality traits that can relate to a lot of people. So that's the first thing. You know, oh, a guy who's sensitive. Oh, no way, really? A guy who knows how to cook. Oh, that, you know, that's that's a thing people can do now. You know, with her and her things and the way she is, you know, some women might feel really related to that. But I found myself relating to Adam Driver's character because he has those personality personality traits of someone who's you can relate to. Uh, and same thing with Scarlett Johansson. I mean, I can't relate to her that much, but I can relate to, you know, the ideas or... It's actually it's interesting. I can relate to Adam Driver's stuff. I can't relate to hers, but I can understand her character, and that's a big thing. I think when it comes to relationships, you need to understand the other person. You know, you can easily put yourself in the shoes of the man if you're a man, probably a woman if you're a woman, or whatever. However you feel, however you feel on the inside, is what you can relate to. Maybe you relate to both characters. Maybe you relate to none. You know, it doesn't matter. But for couples, because this is very much a couple movie, you're going to find yourself relating to one of these characters, and you're going to find yourself almost picking sides. And that's the interesting thing about this movie, is that you're, you kind of want to pick sides. And some of the movie shows... It's interesting, because the movie, when it showed his part and what he was going through... I can understand and relate to that in a way. And when they showed her part of it, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. But not really like, not really like a whatever move. But I was watching and I was kind of like, okay, uh uh-huh, right, all right. And I didn't find myself like welcoming the reasons that she had for things until... Until it was discovered in the movie that Adam Driver had cheated on her. And then I was kind of like, oh, fuck you, asshole. But then he came back with something else. And it's kind of like the reason why he did it. He didn't love this woman. It was just because 
of stress and, and situations, and this was the only way for him to find relief in that. And once again, I can't relate to that situation because I do not. I've been cheated on several times. I know what it's like, and it's a terrible feeling. I would never do that to my wife at all because that's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, and like I said, I've been to that position. I know what that's like. So it's kind of like now I'm like, oh, fuck you, Adam Driver. Fuck you. Fuck you and what you did. That's terrible. And then you kind of see her aspect of it and how she kind of doesn't really give a shit. And, like, it's weird because some parts of the movie are kind of funny when they really shouldn't be. Like, some they really shouldn't be funny. But you kind of find yourself going, <laughs> okay, that's funny. And it shouldn't. It should not be. There's a lot of dark humor in this movie. Uh, and I appreciate that. It made me a little bit more immersed into this film. All right, so... We have um, we have Adam Driver's character, who is a director of a theater company, who his wife happens to be a part of. Scarlett Johansson's character. Uh, she was also in a movie where apparently she took her top off, and that's kind of that comes back to bite her in the ass at one point in the movie. Um, and you know, she the the concept is that they had a kid together, and that she would stop acting or wanted to act in these big productions. So she could be a wife and take care of the kid and be a mother and, and that kind of stuff. And he was just driven uh, by his theater company and trying to get that continually going and get it off the ground and all this other stuff. So it's uh, it goes back and forth on that. Um, now, knowing those characters and knowing the introduction and, and seeing how this movie plays out, because the way I described it might be a little cookie cutter, but that's how it happens in the movie. You don't really know these people until you just know about their characteristics. And then you start getting that background filler of their life and stuff. And then you see Scarlett Johansson's character. She goes to she moves, she goes to L.A. to shoot, try to get to a pilot. And the husband is, you know, Adam Driver's character. We are told that he doesn't really like that idea, but he's going to support it. And that we are also told several times that they'll shoot the pilot, they get the first season. If it gets picked up, uh, they'll they'll figure something out. But if it doesn't get picked up, and here's kind of the asshole thing that's true about him, he doesn't believe it will. So if it doesn't get picked up, they'll move back to New York City and not be out in L.A. Well, it turns out the pilot does get picked up, and he is kind of screwed in that sense. Because he also has to direct the theater company because his show's going to go on Broadway and things happen. Um, now, it's kind of a messy situation, yes. It's a very hard situation because now you have a split concept of people moving here and people living there. And, you know, it's all over the place with that. But ultimately, what happens is Adam Driver comes out to LA and sees everyone and gets his divorce papers handed to him. And he. It goes downhill from there. Uh, now, they were already separated, or they're building this concept of separation there, and now his papers are handed to him, and, like, his whole world gets kind of torn out from underneath him. And it's a very understandable situation because the awkwardness starts to kick in. Now, his intention that he was going to stay there with his wife and stay, stay at this place, at the house that his wife was staying at with her family, and now... now she asks him, where are you going to stay? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know where the fuck I'm going to stay now. His whole life is now have, has changed. Now he's trying to adapt to 
what's happening in his life. And um, he constantly feels that with every step of the way, he is getting perpetually screwed over because he doesn't know what to do. She went to this lawyer, and the lawyer has a lot of things set up, and honestly, she's a, she's an absolute cunt. Like, I don't use that word lightly. She's a complete bitch. Uh, and he doesn't know what to do. She's kind of pressuring, well, if you don't do this, you don't answer that paperwork within 30 days, they're just going to take everything. And that's that's a sad, sad thing. You know, now, now his life is torn out from underneath him. He doesn't know what to do. And now he has to go see a lawyer played by Ray Liotta. And Ray Liotta, he, he talks like a shark. He looks like a shark. And this is where that sinking feeling starts to come in of, like, on the man side of things of, like, now he has to also pay for her lawyer because of the situation, how it works. And that, yeah, that's kind of shitty. It's very unfair. Um, but he also, you know, this lawyer costs $25,000 on just a retainer and $900 uh, an hour. Oh, hold on. $900 an hour. And that's like, that's messed up. And he doesn't know exactly what to do with this. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And he goes, you know, you're too much. And he finds a couple other lawyers and he can't, he can't talk to certain lawyers because his wife already talked to them by law. You know, that's conflict of interest. That's a big problem. So he has to find another lawyer. Now, this is like, this is a very unfortunate situation. His whole thing is trying to find the way to get it done without being necessarily fucky. He doesn't want to screw her over. He wants that, you know, he, they said that they would split everything evenly, including time. And he is trying to stick to that. But this lawyer on his wife's side is kind of screwing things up. Kind of fucking with him, with her and him. Kind of fucking with him. And um, that becomes a problem. And that becomes the main stress of everything is that he has this lawyer who just played by Alan Alda, uh, who, who just like, he's like, you know, I'm, he's like, you're the only, Adam Driver says to him, you're the only person that treated me like a person here. The only lawyer that treats me like a person. And that's kind of an interesting take because like every single time there's a moment of questioning when it's the lawyer's questioning him, you know, like, did she say this? Does she say that? Where do you reside? You know, does does she drink? Does does she do this? And like trying to figure out, the lawyers are trying to figure out, you know, ways to kind of now this is this is where it comes down to, fuck the other person over. And that's what it comes down to. Like, it's almost like it makes me feel terrible because this guy just wants everything split evenly. Like he sa- he says that his wife wanted that it just wants stuff split evenly, and the lawyers are like, nope can't do that we have to do it this way and we gotta play dirty and you're kind of like sitting there watching this turmoil from his character just being like i just want to get this done and over with i don't have all the time to do all this i just want to end i just want to be this way apparently it doesn't work that way now her character she meets with this lawyer that woman nora and they kind of have a situation now she's a total bitch I already said that before and you know this is kind of like the thing where if you're the woman and you're watching this you probably agree with her 
Uh, she does this whole thing where she talks about how she had this. She wants to do what she wants to do, and she feels like she can't because he's pressuring her to do the things that she should. You know, not that she should. Sorry, pressuring the things that he feels she should do instead of what she actually wants to do. Now, this this is actually a really strong moment for a character because it's kind of like the awakening of this character of of all the years of pent up thoughts and ideas and all of a sudden they come bursting out in this moment of vulnerability for her and she talks about it and you kind of you feel for her you understand like yeah you know what like people do have dreams have aspirations and they want to obtain those and they want to have and she specifically says like this this piece of earth like she wants to she wants that and that's totally a thing people can have people should aspire to have and she feels that she's getting denied that because of him and the way he is and his actions and what he's done recently. Now, you know, this this kind of... I Here's where... And it's funny. I really don't spend a lot of time... I didn't spend enough time talking about her. I spent a lot of time talking about him. Uh, so the her character goes on and talks about that. And then she delivers the papers to him. He's kind of... He's very heartbroken about it. It's not an easy thing. You know, to deal with. Uh, so, she gives him the papers. Now, she is trying to do the right thing. She's trying to get her own place. She's shooting for this pilot. And she's going through the stages of, like, getting involved on a new set and all this other stuff. And she meets another guy who happens to be on the set. They have a little situation that goes back and forth with them. And then she's, you know, she's dealing with her son. Uh, there's also and, and a lot of the movie it's kind of interesting because a lot of the movie really focuses on his character development and what he's doing because he it, it's I feel like it's more about him in a way and what he's going through and so much and like she, her whole thing is that she just wants her peace you know her peace of earth she just wants that and the lawyer seems to be the person who's really taking that whole thing in stride and going we're gonna get what we want. So her over worries kind of gets put on the lawyer, and the lawyer's going to take care of that. She talks to her lawyer, does whatever. Now we have, um, you know, and, and she's going through her acting. She's she's gaining that reputation that she wanted. She's gaining that piece of it that she's wanted, and she's getting little by little. It's getting fed to her through her work, and she loves it, and it's going well. It actually goes very well for her. Uh, and then there comes a scene which is like the scene of this movie. Like if you like I, I don't know, this is the PTSD moment scene. I, I think watching this one scene really shows you the the grandeur of Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson's acting abilities, which is the big fight scene. Not this fight, that doesn't happen. Um they come. She comes over to his new place because here's the whole thing with him too: is that he's not allowed to have a motel or a hotel. He has to have a house. He has to live out there because it looks good for the courts, and that's a big thing. Like the lawyers say, that looks good for the courts. That looks good. This looks good. You have to do this because it looks good. If you want what you want out of this, you have to do these things. So now, his whole situation with his theater now goes under. He doesn't get the Broadway because of this divorce. You know, it's a sad situation, whatever. Um, and it's weird, because now his whole life is kind of... I guess it's because his actions in the past are now 
coming to in the future where all the things he wanted to aspire to are now falling because he put so much pressure on himself in the beginning and relying so much on him and her and putting so much pressure on his wife, now pieces are kind of coming to. And I guess that's, you know, a big problem. Anyway, so, um, what was I going to say? Anyway, back to her, her character. Um, so this big, the big scene happens. They come, he goes over to her place, and they start to have the conversation of why can't they just split things the way it is? And then, and this is an interesting part: is that, like the conversation starts out very basic, very simple. Very, I don't want to say plain, but it's very basic, very simple. And then it eventually goes up. Like, the conversation takes a form of anger, and it, it goes up and up and up and becomes so intense. Adam Driver channels the pure power of, of anger. Like, if seeing Kylo Ren angry in Star Wars is nothing compared to what he does and what he says in this movie to his wife. And it's very powerful. And her reactions are very powerful. What she says is powerful. What, you know, what she says to him and claims him to be and says, hey, you know, you're, you're, I can't say word for word what it was because I don't remember all of it. But she says, what about me and my life and the things I want to do? And you're controlling and you're an asshole. And once again, I got to say, these are conversation topic points. These are, uh, Skills and at- skills, attributes given to most people. A lot of people feel that way and they're miserable. I don't want to say miserable, but they're, you know, they're problematic relationships. These are things that most people say and feel and do. And the cusp of it all is this part where he explodes and says that he wants her to die so that this all just ends. And then comes, like, the immediate regret where he falls on the floor and starts crying and he apologizes for that. And it's a very powerful scene. It's a very, very powerful scene because this is the bottom of the barrel for both characters. This is the utter, like, just the lowest of low. A man just said he wants his ex-wife, the soon-to-be ex-wife, to be dead. Like, you can't go any lower than that. That's just really sad and upsetting. And it's a terrible thing to say or wish upon someone. But I guess when you're in that situation that he's in, you know, that might be how he feels. And that's a le- like, you know, I don't want to say it's a legitimate way to feel because no one should feel that way about their significant other in one way or another. But if he feels that way, how are you going to stop him from feeling that way? You can't. Listen, people. You need to understand something when it comes to dealing with people is that they can feel however they want to feel and you cannot necessarily stop them from feeling that way. It doesn't matter when it comes to relationships. It's just the nature of people. You know, if you look at outside of the concept of relationships, someone likes a video game and maybe you don't. No matter what you say... You really can't get that person to dislike what they like. Sometimes they'll just like it out of, you know, pure rebellious nature. 
of the fact that you don't like it, or vice versa. TV shows, people like this all the time. Um, I like this one TV show. Oh, that TV show sucks. Why? Have you watched it? No. So that's like a thing that happens, and some people go back and forth on that, and they have these stances, and they don't want to listen to outside stuff. So it's like seeing Adam Driver explode and say, I want you to die, is like, yes, that's supposed to be very powerful, and it is. And he delivers, they both deliver this amazing scene that is just depressing and upsetting and sad and the whole movie builds to this because like it just because it has to happen it has to happen so it gets to that point and at this at this point in time um i feel so wrecked on the inside you know like i i feel like i've watched this movie and i watch what both these people are going through and i watch him explode and and say what he says and you're kind of just there watching and you feel awkward and it that's that's like one of the most you watch that scene you're just like you're just blown away and you're blown away because it's so believable it's it's something that and once again it's believable because those are things that people say and you know it's it's very eye-opening and it makes you think and wonder like it makes you think like will i ever explode like that will i ever act like that will i ever punch the drywall like that and from that scene on things get worse and worse and worse and they have now they have to they have to go to court and now he he ends up dropping the cheaper lawyer going with the more expensive one because he got word that this other the, the lawyer the female one Nora is now going to try to take everything away from this from Adam Driver's character so he says fuck this I'm going with the big time lawyer it's going to cost me a shit ton of money but he might have a surviving chance so he goes with that and now you see the lawyers fighting back and forth and the lawyers are saying things that these characters have never said to each other and it doesn't just make it awkward but it, it makes it so because the lawyers don't really have a stake in the relationship. They're getting paid no matter what. Sure, one character says, I'll do everything I can to help you get your way. But let's be honest here. They, it's just the money. It's just the money. And they, it's proven. It's proven that it's just the money and that no one cares because after that whole scene happens, there's another scene where this woman, this strange woman, has to come to Adam Driver's house and watch how he interacts with his son throughout the day. And it's awkward as hell. And she's very biased. And you don't really get to see that. Um, you know, you kind of... The way she acts and the way she is is just kind of very monotone and strange. And you're just kind of sat, sitting there going... He's not going to get what he wants out of this. Because this woman is the way that she is. And it does show maybe the sense of unfairness in that in that area. Let's be honest here. This is a movie about who has it worse. And unfortunately, about, I'm going to say, 55 to 60% of the movie, we see him. And now he has to deal with this. And you can kind of conclude, maybe it's worse for him. But she does have her own parts too, man. You know? So anyway, the movie goes on. 
you got the lawyers, so someone comes over and watches the, the, the whole thing, makes for an awkward scene. It makes for an even more awkward scene later on where he uh, accidentally cuts his arm open, uh, and that's pretty crazy. Um, especially with the kid being right there. It's very, it's very strange and very weird. Um, but eventually, um, the movie continues to go on and, um, there, there's a lot of stuff. He, he, he goes back to New York for a little bit to hang out with his friends and, um, while he does that, she's having this, it looks like a big divorce party. Not, like, I'm not gonna candy coat this. It's like, it looks like a divorce party. And they're singing this song. And my wife is like, huh, okay, that's from, uh, that's an interesting song. And then it goes to him, and he sings a song, too. And they both happen. Thanks to my wife for telling me this. They're both from the musical company. And each song they play and sing is relative to their situation. Hers is, you know, he's crazy and all this other stuff. And his is like, I, like, you know, his is a very powerful song. He's also... You know, my wife's like, he's not really that great at singing. But I'm like, whatever. He's he's pouring, he's drunk, he's pouring his heart out. You know, he's dealing with this heartbreak. She's dealing with this concept of freedom. You know, free, free, free at last. And he's, like, upset. <laughs> he's trying to figure things out. And he's still lost. And it's something... It's very eye-opening. You know, it was a very, a very touching moment. Um... Anyway, um, the movie continues, and eventually we get to the part where, um, you know, some time passes, he's trying to spend time with his kid, and all this other stuff, and Halloween comes up, and he gets to the home, and there's another guy there, and clearly this guy is her boyfriend, her new boyfriend, and he's kind of, and I feel, I feel for him in this scene, because it's so weird. You know, this new guy shows up and he's in a relationship with his ex-wife. And But him and his ex-wife have to stay together. You know, not really stay together, but they have to be um, communicating back and forth with each other. Because, you know, they're kid and they got to watch him and make sure he understands things in the way they are. And have him grow up and, and be a stable human being. You know, they have to do the right thing for the kid and... You know, at this point, it's separated. It's, it's done. And uh, in her last act of, like, kindness, she allows him to take his his son home, you know, for the night and spend the rest of the night there. Now, there's another part I kind of forgot to mention. And this part is at the divorce party on her side, the lawyer says, you know, we got 55... Custody, we got... Uh, 55-45, meaning that she has 55% of the right than he does. He has 45. And she says to the lawyer, I thought we agreed on 50-50. Remember I said before that the lawyer is a bitch and, you know, she acts like, oh, I'm in it for you and doing the right thing for you. And, oh, she's in, she's in it for the money. That's it. She's in it for the money. Uh, and I said, you can tell. And this is the scene where you can tell. She just says, I did it just because I could. And she doesn't like that. And I feel like that's like maybe the awakening of, holy shit, maybe this is bad. You know, like this, 
maybe this didn't go as well as you know if it wasn't the big explosion that they had earlier um this is the scene where I feel like maybe she understood that this wasn't so smooth after all for him maybe this was way worse for him than she anticipated or thought of so she um you know she takes that and moves on in her life from that um and that's I think that's it movie ends and there's oddly a happy song at the end of the movie which is weird Uh, I don't like that that's weird Um, but it plays and he's like alright they go to the car credits play and my wife and I sat there and now understandable she was very upset during that movie it's a powerful movie Um, also hormones and and stuff once again she's pregnant Um, so it's a lot of a lot of that and I mean, I've been thinking about this movie all damn day. And I've been thinking about this goddamn movie all goddamn day. Now, I spent a lot of time talking about the different characters, but um, my emotions behind this and what I feel is that I can, I can understand a lot of the points around here. It's just like my own, my own life. I, uh, the things I do with my... I, am I, listen, am I a little bit selfish? Yes, who is it, right? Um, maybe I can't do the right thing all the time, but I try. You know, um, I think when it comes to relationships... Oh, look, it's the relationship one episode. Um, he could have done better. You know, we don't see a lot of... Here's the interesting thing, too, I notice is that we don't see a lot of what she claims and what he claims you know we don't see a lot of those things and it's very interesting because uh, a lot of people don't see those aspects of relationships right you know unless you're one of those couples that likes to fight in public you know no one gets to see those moments in your life where you're upset at each other or mad and yelling at each other. No one sees those parts. Only you do. So it's interesting that we don't see those either. We just see them talking about those situations. And there's a part in that fight that goes back and forth where it's where he says, you know, this is what the plan was. And she says, I never said that was the plan. And he goes, well, then what was the plan? And she goes, well, this was the plan. And he goes, that was never the plan. You never said it to me. So there's that big miscommunication there. And it's not even miscommunication. It's just a lot of, hey, I figured. And it's like one of those things that could be easily solved if you had that conversation in the past. But now it's it's too far gone. That moment's gone. Everyone just assumed things. And assuming is a very dangerous thing. It is. It's It's very... It can it opens up the door to the problems, but what else can we do sometimes, right? Like, I'm not perfect, clearly. Clearly not perfect. Do I assume things? Yes, some sometimes. But there's not a lot that people can do. And that's I think is one of the I don't want to say it's one of the messages, but it that's one of the things in this. 
you watch this and you just go, huh, okay, I see how it is. And you you kind of apply some of these lessons to your own life and your own relationship. And, you know, it, it's one of those movies where it's kind of like, I really hope this doesn't happen to me. And that's the weird thing. That's the weird thing about relationships. You watch these movies, you watch this movie specifically, and you see these people falling out of love and, you know, slowly digressing into the status of divorce. And you just kind of sit there and you're thinking, is this going to happen to me? Is there going to be one day where I feel this way? And, you know, it's a scary thought. And it's like one of those things where I don't think it's really worth thinking about. Because if you harp on these things where you're you're just looking at terrible, terrible stuff and you continuously go, is that going to happen to me? When is it going to happen to me? How am I going to feel about this when it does happen to me? And you keep on saying, is it? Is it? When? How? Where, where is it going to come from? Am I going to fuck this up? Is she going to fuck this up? Am I going to lose everything I work towards? And is, is, are things just never going to be the way I need them to be? You know, is my life going to be good? Is it going to make sense? Are, like, you, you ask yourself these questions. And you can't, these are questions you can't have answered. They just won't be answered. Because the time hasn't come yet. So you have to... You know, you're always on your toes and you're constantly afraid that you're going to do something that causes that tower to collapse. And you sit there and you're and you're just shaking your head constantly at this idea that you're going to fuck something up. But I think, you know, because people are so head like just diving headfirst into that type of mentality. It's not going to be good for you. If you keep on saying, when is this going to happen to me? It will happen to you. You know? It's self-fulfilled prophecy, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I think if you're asking yourself these questions, and you're, you're saying, when is my time going to come where this happens to me? you might have a deeper problem in your relationship than you think. Um, And with that being said, uh, I'm making a turn somewhere. I'm not heading home today. So it's not technically the way home. It's the way to the State Farm Agency. Uh, Not a commercial. Um, But I, I think that's a thing to think about. If you're watching a show like that, a movie like that, and, and you start to ask questions... Uh, I'm still in this person's driveway. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to make that. Um, but I, I think if you're someone who is, um, you know, you know, questioning these things and stuff, you know, you you might need to assess moments of your life. And for God's sakes, man, talk to each other. That's part of being in a relationship is communication. Have that communication. Talk. And if you feel bad, say it. You know, don't hold it in. You know, if you feel one way, find the right way to say it that doesn't necessarily piss the other person off. You know, you got to express your feelings in, in your relationship and your stance and your stature. You just got to learn how to do it and do it correctly. 
And don't act like a vindictive asshole. Because I think that's another thing that happens. Is people believe they deserve a way to be treated. And don't think about if they, uh, if they don't deserve it. Or if they're being too high or elitist on themselves, you know? Every, listen, everyone deserves the respect and to be talked to like a human being. And the second you go into a fight, an argument with this fuck you attitude, it doesn't make situations easier. And that is one of the things I took out of this movie. All right, guys, um, I'm going to go. I'll talk to you later. And I'll talk to you next time. I'll see you around. Have a great night, guys. See you later.